Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. Welcome to Rebel and Muse podcast. I'm Melanie. I'm Kaleo. And today we have a very, very special guest. Her name is Anne Praterelli. Anne! Also known as Annie Pie. Annie. Annie. As, also known as California Mom. Or Band Mom. A band Mom, yeah. Say hi, Annie. Hi. <laughs> so real briefly, um, let's just pull this in really quick and give, uh, give the uh, fast head start version of who Annie is to us. Yes. So um, when we moved here, I remember the day, by the way. We moved here May 12th, 1999. Okay, we means Kaleo and Isad and Brett. Like yes. Collectively Pepper. Yes, collectively Kona boys named Pepper. <laughs> and we moved here and uh, we moved in with our our friend and now roommate. Her name was Muff and we moved to Carlsbad. <clears throat> 495 Chestnut. Carlsbad, <laughs> I remember. Uh, I, I remember because we, um, it's a really good story actually. Let's go with this. We had a, a two-bedroom apartment, and Muff, who is also known as Tiffany Brown, who I can't wait to get on the, uh, the podcast as well, mm-hmm. um, she had a two-bedroom apartment. We, the three of us, we, the collective we, moved into one bedroom while she had the other bedroom. And this was actually like us leaving Hawaii for the first time to try to make it in the mainland. As babies yeah we were only i mean we're i think i was 20 to 21 and i think yasad and brett were just 19 or 20 something like that so um (laughs) so we move into this uh two-bedroom apartment muff who is tiffany brown you you have to know that that's her aka is muff uh (laughs) she lived in one bedroom we had the other bedroom and we had two giant uh futons just laid out on the floor. Just the futon mattress. No, not, no, no framework, no nothing. Just the mattress. And I think we got it at like, I don't know, some kind of Salvation Army. And that was our bed. And we strategically strategically called it the limo. <laughs> and now, so when you have these, the room was not big. And so we had these two um, futon beds. There was an overlap, meaning one would overlap the other just mm-hmm. to get down and so it would kind of like make this like little hill oh how uncomfortable yeah and well here's the funny thing it's whoever because the three of us just shared that bed whoever got to bed last got that little hump, <laughs> <The> hump. <laughs> now the funny thing is is depending on which side of the hump you were trying to get to you would usually just roll into the arms of the other guy on the separate <laughs> side of the walls. This is some secret pepper realness. Oh right yeah, here. this is this yeah, is the beginning this is days. Some background. This, this is this is the origin episode. I love yeah, it. we we can definitely uh, call it that later in the show. Um, okay, so uh, we had each a drawer. All right, mm-hmm. we had one drawer, and that was the drawer for you. You kept everything you owned in that drawer clothing books whatever okay that was it and if anything spilled over from that drawer then you you just find your stuff like out by the trash so you just keep your stuff in your drawer sounds similar to now touring on a tour bus you each have your own 
you know, drawer, space. We didn't, we didn't know this at the time. Closet, I guess. But we were training our whole lives for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and so anyway... Um, we just, to, to bring, to bring this whole thing into speed and where Annie picks us up at and becoming our California mom, we played everything and anywhere that we could. And Yassad was so good at booking while me and Brett just tried to write as many songs as possible. And he would always take care of the booking. And, uh, he booked us at this place called Hana yes. Sushi on the 78, uh, freeway in Oceanside. Hana Sushi. And there is where we met Serena. Now, Serena was a waitress at this place. And um, of course, back in those days, we never got paid. We got paid with beer. And luckily, we were able to eat at you know a couple of places. And so this place uh, paid us in beer, which we drank all of it. Uh, they, we, we seriously sold all their alcohol out because of our friends. And we personally drank like our own tab out um so after that we have a um after party at this two-bedroom apartment serena comes over and she takes a look around and she's watching it and you know party's going on and you know at this point we've made it like this is it we are officially a rock band like we have made it we're having an after party we had an we're having an after party there's chicks here (laughs) We have a we have a, a bed. If that's it. Call Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, just, Put us on the cover. I was surprised that they weren't there, <laughs> to tell you the truth. So Serena's taking a look around. She's taking a really big look around. And she's like, so all four of you guys live here? And four, like, including Muff. Muff, yes. right. And like, yeah, yeah, this is this is our zone. Like we love it. She's like, you know, my mom has a house in Vista. And she's got like four bedrooms downstairs that no one lives in. Do you guys want to like go and and live with my mom? And at this point, it's the after party. So we're just like, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Little did we know that she was so dead serious that the next day she comes by, picks us up, and we go check out Anne's house. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful house in the hills. And it's... It was just, we looked around going, oh my gosh, there's so much space. We could actually set up and practice in the garage. We can actually have like our, our own little like bed. We could have our own bed and we could have our own dresser, just not a dresser drawer. And Annie, being the most beautiful and patient woman in the world, sees these boys coming over that her daughter brought over, not knowing to her that we're planning on moving in because Serena told us that there's four bedrooms downstairs available. (laughs) So Anne goes, wait, wait, Serena, what's going on? You want me to move a band in the house? And she's like, yeah, mom, they're really good. (laughs) And now Annie with that origin, please. Yeah. Yeah. Please elaborate. Like, so what did Serena tell you? about this band or how did you come to find out that you were moving a band into your house well she she told me about it at first and i was a little hesitant (laughs) 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 and and then she threatened she says that if i didn't let this band move in she was gonna leave and i'm like what (laughs) but no she just um 
she just said, you know, they're all from Hawaii. They're really nice. And I really thought they were locals. I pictured local Hawaiians coming to my house. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, we were. Yes. We were still brown at that time. I know. Right? Yeah, we were just, yeah. yeah. Now, I was just now this, wasn't, this wasn't instant. You know, we were living in Carlsbad for a minute. We mm. didn't move in with you until some months down the line. Right. right. September. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. And so uh, so this is for, for all you listening out there. You too, Mel. I don't know if you know this, but so... Annie says, okay, okay, they can move in. So right now we're just elated because we actually have space and we can like, this is such a morale boost for us, you know, like, oh my gosh, it's just, it keeps getting better. We have after parties. Now we're moving into a mansion. Like this was a mansion (laughs) to us, uh, basically. Um, And uh, what I was going with that was Anne uh, started to charge the, the opening of the rent number. Of how much we would be paying rent collectively collectively yeah not for, per person for all four of us by uh-huh. the way because because now muff is with us right and i uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i think the rent was 400 bucks a month i think it was 300 and it could have been but i really really don't remember the exact amount but at that time 300 was a lot to me right right <laughs> Well, that was that was really well at that time. Three hundred was a lot to all of us. <laughs> yeah, actually. yeah. Do you do? Yes, it was a lot. Yeah. So, what was your first impression when the band actually showed up with their stuff in tow? We're moving in. They really didn't seem to have that much stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> three drawers full of stuff <laughs> and two well, futons. Well, the funny thing is, though, we did have a drum kit and we had speakers and we had a PA, which we all just we decked out the garage, and that was our. That was our rehearsal spot. That's where we're going to build our chops. Because before yeah. we had that spot, we were going to actual rehearsal spots. Then back in the day, I, they may still have them. They used to have like storage units yeah. that were made for rehearsals. Hmm. And so we used to have to pay to rehearse. So this was just mind-blowing to us. We're like, oh my God, we can rehearse anytime. So let me get this straight, Anne. You moved a band into the house for, mm-hmm. let's just say $350 a month. Right. You moved your car out of the garage so that they could set up a practice area with all of their band equipment and 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 you were okay with all this. Well, they were <laughs> well, in the beginning when I didn't really know them well, I think we were both all sort of afraid of each other. And mm-hmm. when we got to know each other, there was a very, you know, good mutual respect and a good relationship and they were just like my children after a while they well this brings us to band mom band mom yeah Yeah. so what I remember well I'll get to to my history with this a little bit later but I remember a story of you taking their money their $350 going to Costco and buying these starving boys from Hawaii that were trying to make it as a band, buying them food and toilet paper and all their necessities. Is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, you are a saint. She would say she would take our rent straight to Costco and then buy us like, oh, she used to buy these chicken nuggets and this like <laughs> and this like dressing. That was this yellow dressing. It was a huge bottle. And we used to polish this stuff off so fast. <laughs> and uh oh man it was it was like it was so unreal now when annie says a mutual respect yes however you have to keep in mind that we were 
barely 20s and we were rambunctious mm-hmm. rambunctious that's the better way rum rum rumbunctious that's even better <laughs> we were rumbunctious and we were rummed up and uh for her to say mutual respect yeah we did have respect but i mean the respect at that age and the lifestyle that we're reliving is definitely i mean annie is the true uh job when it comes to patience with us because there is a lot of stuff that would happen right so respect then at that age is different than how you would be respectful now exactly well i have back into annie's house (laughs) well annie has a huge part of me learning um respect Mm -hmm. just by watching her elegantly do that with a band that she didn't know from hawaii that had no idea what to do you know we were just we only came here to play music and that was that's the only thing we knew we didn't know how to do anything else so what was your very first pepper show when did you start going to the shows at Hana. <laughs> oh, you started going at Hana Sushi. Yes, okay. and it was funny because I'm not a very tall person and everybody was standing and I couldn't see and it was it was interesting. Um, I think Kaleo ended up playing on the floor. That's right. I, <laughs> well, I was being thoughtful. I knew that Annie was really short, so I just went and laid on the floor. And not only that, right. Not, not only that, I wasn't able to stand at that point because like I said we were playing for beer because and sake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was wow, okay. Here we are. Uh, shows back in the day. Oh yeah. Just what uh, just it was um and not only that, but no one no one ever was really there from here. We had a great group of uh, Hawaiians that were all living here, mm-hmm. you know, from from Kona. Right. And so it was that it was like that core audience that would just come over, and then they would have their uh, mainland friends come with mm-hmm. them. And so it was like a really slow build, you know. So and one of these people that were um, from Hawaii that came and moved here was uh, who eventually became your sound guy. Rami de Rochemont, who yes. happens to be my brother. Yeah. Well, Dub. When, when when Dub came over, let's see. I think he wanted to go to college. He wanted to do something like that. And so, but he just he like saw how much space Anne's house had. He's like, hey, I'm gonna stay for a couple of weeks. <laughs> okay. Let me just pause you right there. This is gonna be something that is a theme <laughs> throughout this story. Oh yeah. Everyone would just stay for a couple of weeks and then end up living there for yes. a bit of time. <laughs> so yeah, and then that's when um Dub decided, well, you know what, I can just do sound for you guys. And mm-hmm. you know, and then that's taken care of. And we're like, yeah, that's awesome. Hop on in. Yeah. And at this point, the guys started to have um, correct me if I'm wrong, Annie, but the guys started to have get girlfriends and right. have people come over and stay over so it was there was a lot of people that was that was coming in and out of your house yes. at any given time there were just but, more of a rotation of girls not really girlfriends right right yeah exactly yeah they would just come in and then then you know well three what, four days later they would go out what Be happened replaced. a lot too right. was a lot of these girls came that we would have sunday barbecues oh yes. yes and and we used to open up the garage door and play. Play, yes. Oh my gosh. If there was any footage of that, that oh, would there, be... Oh, there has to be. In fact, I think there might be footage of us doing this for uh, Keikoa and Serena's... Ooh, we'll get to that um, in a little bit. Yeah, and Keikoa and Serena's uh, wedding. Wedding party. Well, wedding we might party. as well talk about that now. So Serena <laughs> is Anne's daughter, the one that... Found us. Found them yeah, right. and introduced them, had them, had the whole band move in. And she actually met her now husband... 
at one of these Sunday barbecues, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was it the Sunday barbecue? Yeah. All right. All right, cool. Yeah, all right. And they've yeah, been together for... Yeah, he was playing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then Blah was there. Yeah. Okay. How many years have they been together now? 17. 17 years. So this yeah. was 17 years ago. She ha- it's all, it, it all comes together as it's supposed to be. You know, she asks you to move the band into the house. She meets her husband of 17 years at a barbecue. So it's a pretty synchronistic, amazing thing that the universe provides. Yes. Yeah. And so our Sunday barbecues, um, and this was before you, we used to just go down and invite any chick that we saw. We're like, (laughs) yeah, we're having a, we're having a barbecue. What can we bring? Food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this, this is before you. <laughs> we're like food. We need food yeah, to have a barbecue, food. and they're like, "Okay, yeah, we can bring food." And while you're at it, bring booze. I think. Well, you know, <laughs> it was like the smartest thing that we could do because all these people came over. They brought food. They cooked it, and we played music. So, in a sense, we had a Sunday meal every Sunday without having too much cash flow going out. And you yeah. got your band practice in. Oh, and it was a rehearsal. So we would play all of the new stuff just right there. Yeah. It was a really cool time when, um, especially just talking about it, you know? I forgot about these Sunday barbecues, but again, we used to have all of our um, local boys come over and they would have their mainland friends. Yeah. And then and then when we weren't playing the barbecue, we would go out and play these little bars um, and then everyone would come. And then this kind of like little slow yeah. building is how that fire was kindled where the shows got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden we're playing at the China Beach. It, it's now called the OC Tavern, but right. it used to be called mm-hmm. the China Beach. Yeah. It's in San Clemente, but that was our cash cow. We used to play once or twice a month and we used to make, a lot. <laughs> we used to make $400 for nine to one. So right. four hours. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, now set. now rent is covered. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a little money left over. <laughs> well, that's good that you have a little money left over because <laughs> if I remember correctly, you'd have a bar tab at these places, but yet everyone, all of the friends would say, put it on Pepper's tab. So you would end up <laughs> owing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's... <laughs> but it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. It was a good time all the way around. And to tell you the truth, like, I mean... We drank for free, mm-hmm. even though we were paying for our friends' drink. <laughs> we were just really excited that they were there. Right, you had you know? bodies in the room. Yeah, we had bodies in the yes. room, and not only that, but it just it looked better for us. Absolutely. In the long run, you know, right. because now, oh, okay, there's this one band that's playing um, China Beach, um, and the musical directors for all these other bars would chime in. Um, but our first place in San Clemente, I don't want to forget this. Oh, the Sundance. The Sundance. <laughs> the Sundance with uh, which our friend Cheyenne, her mom owned, and really, um, I, I I need to thank her right off the bat because she gave us a, an avenue to open up in San Clemente. Rosemary. Rosemary. Yeah. And, yeah. And um, you know, I, I'm so grateful for all the opportunities in all the places, mm-hmm. and I still am. Like every time we get to play, that's an incredible feat. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in the day. It, it's it's just in, incredible to like let those memories flood in and, and really remember right yeah so then I was living in the Bay Area at this time and I decided to leave for multiple reasons which would be a, another podcast <laughs> another day and 
I asked my brother, Ramey, who was their sound man and now living at Annie's house, uh, if I could just come down and stay with him for a couple of weeks. <laughs> that, right? That's everyone, right, Annie? Everyone's famous last words. Yes. Just a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. So I, mean. I came down and then, bam, fell in love. Well, I actually fell in love with you a couple of years before, but fell in love and never left. So my couple of weeks, oh, because Kalea was obviously living there too. My couple of weeks turned into um, 17 years now, 16 yeah. years. Yeah, 16, yeah. something like that. And I mean, we yeah. no longer live at Annie's house, but we did live there for quite a few years. Yeah. So Annie, we had the three boys, four boys, including Ramey. We had Muff, Tiffany Brown, and then here I am not leaving after a couple of weeks. And then slowly people started to move out, right? So all mm-hmm. of the boys and Tiffany um, started to move out. And then you were left with Kaleo and I and Bella. Bella. Oh, <laughs> talk, talk to us about Bella. Bella was so sweet and so smart. Oh, my goodness. Bella was uh, Kaleo and I. We had a potbelly pig. She was beautiful. Yes. And Annie was probably one of the only other people besides Kaleo and I that, that she really loved. You were her mom. She too. liked to eat people's feet, especially my <laughs> sisters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, when when Kaleo and I um, would go and travel, or I'd go visit him on tour, Annie was our our pig sitter, and Bella absolutely loved her. Yeah, she so was thank great. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yes, she was. She was very good. She always knew um, when it was dinner. <laughs> oh yeah, that's her fame. Her her favorite word: dinner or treat. Yes. Yes. And she was a very clean, very clean pig. Yeah, very clean pig. You know, it, pigs actually are very clean. They don't like to get dirty too much. Yeah. The reason why they go in mud if there is if they're hot, they can't cool themselves down without without something like that. But yeah. you'd be surprised when you've never had or been around such, you yeah. know, animals that you can learn a lot from them, really, because mm-hmm. they are they're so smart. There, she was a smart one. Now back at back at the ranch. The ranch. <laughs> the ranch. We had a lot of different animals you know we had yeah. um the coyote dogs and we had sunny we had cats galore um so it was a nice you know mixture of of animal human oh. relationships going on and the bird oh that <laughs> bird had yeah. A parrot. yeah you know to tell you the truth I, there's a lot to learn from that bird um but then um but then when we left uh, we started to gravitate towards, um, and this is what I want to bring in. We started to gravitate towards uh, yoga, mm, yes. because well, we actually started. So actually, when I, if I could just interject there, yeah. I started going to a studio out in in Vista while we were living with Anne, and I would have Anne come with me to yoga classes as well. And when we f- uh, finally moved out of Anne's house. It took us a really long time, but we <laughs> we finally let her have her house to herself. Um, we started going to yoga. We started a yoga studio out here, Yoga Oceanside, and Annie continued to come to yoga with us. Yes. Yeah. And how has practicing yoga changed? Well, your it's life? changed a about that. lot because mm-hmm. I'm not as young as I used to be. So when I first started yoga. It was great, and I did a lot more active yoga and um, really felt good and energized. And as I got older, I needed more stretching, and and mm-hmm. it makes it definitely helps 
keep your body fluid and moving. Mm, I mean, I like because that. yeah, because I sit all day at work, and then you go home and you do yoga and you can actually feel good. Otherwise, you just start to petrify in the same position. Mm-hmm. You know, so Me it. Too. Yeah, move it, it or lose it, sister. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's good. You've been listening to your body and and knowing what kind of yoga you need. Yes. That's something that's um, that's that's the advanced part of our yoga practice is to go with the flow and the changes and know what what serves us best. Yes. And then when I retired, I decided to take yoga teacher training. Yeah. So yes. we have a teacher training program at the studio that my business partner started um, years ago. It's called True Nature School of Yoga. And um, uh, Danielle, which is my business partner, we had Annie come in and do our training when she retired. And let's see, we don't want to say how old you are. (laughs) However, at your age right now, how do you think it's different than when you first started doing yoga? And how has teacher training Um, changed you well teacher training is amazing because you learn so many aspects of yoga which I think is good in any sport because if you're doing something you need to know how it affects your body how Mm -hmm. it affects your mind and you know a lot of times in yoga class they discuss it a little bit but to go in depth you know yoga training explains a lot I mean especially with each pose and and also the you know the other side, the spiritual side, and everything. And, and using that practice in your day-to-day Day, life. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And the immersion is something that um, really blew me away when I took it. Mm-hmm. The um, seven days right off the bat where there is nothing but class right. all day. Complete immersion. And I was, <clears throat> to this day, I remember how good that felt. And so whenever... Um, I need to feel that good Mm -hmm. or I'm not I'll instantly think about that and it'll help me to nudge my way into practicing something that'll bring me into that um, frequency you know yes yeah doing it at Mel's studio was so nice because every time you'd go there and you were with your group of teacher trainees you just you felt like you were home I mean it just felt so natural Mm -hmm. you know like such a good place to do it I hear that a lot about uh, teacher training groups. You just you you form this bond. It's kind of like your your tribe of people. <laughs> now Kaleo went through the teacher training program as well a couple of years ago, and he still is in contact with a lot of his his tribe. And are you still in contact with some of yours? Oh yeah, we yeah. all are. <laughs> it's such a special bond. I see it all the time, and it, it it's really nice. Yes, even some have moved away, and we still you know contact each other mm-hmm. so yeah nice see each other when we can because everybody's always you know oh so yeah busy. Life, life moves really quick yeah yeah and you've recently retired as you said and that's when you took the teacher training program how have you tried to uh, maintain balance in your life now that it's completely different than it what it was let's say two years ago I mean, you were waking up really early. You worked yeah. down in, in UCSD, so you had long hours, a <laughs> lot of commute. What do you do with your time, and how do you find balance? I haven't quite found balance <laughs> yet. <laughs> I'm trying, but... Um, it's an everyday practice. Yeah, yeah balance ba- Balance is an everyday practice, and it's one thing to, like, um, just, like I said, those little nudges. We don't have to have it all figured out, and we, ha- we don't have to be done. Right. 
you know, the journey is the destination in a sense. And like, just to even have that awareness of balance, Yes. you know, where um, so many people, because life has so much action and it's so action orientated that um, having that action, but yet then having no action for me is a great balance. That's definitely um, something that helps me mm-hmm. to be in a situation where there is no action, just sitting still for um, 20, 25 minutes really carries over through my day, through my, you know, my Bruce Willis action pack, uh, die hard days. Yeah. <laughs> so since you are retired now, uh, I think, I think completely, or are you still one sort foot in? Of. <laughs> Is anyone ever completely retired? Mm-hmm. Um, so what inspires you and what is next? What inspires inspires me well to tell you the truth I get inspired by yoga in a sense because Mm -hmm. I really love and I haven't been able to go to class for a while and so I can really feel the difference mentally and physically Mm -hmm. so to me I need that and you know I need to go to class because it helps I think that helps balance me to a sense it motivates me mm-hmm. you know and you know how you feel when you do go yes so you strive to, to feel that way definitely would you say that your yoga practice is um, more class orientated than solo orientated right now it is but I really want to change that uh-huh yeah mm-hmm. so that's why I'm working towards completing my certificate and creating a my own private practice <laughs> your own space well now yeah. that now that you have your house back you know, i know right there, there should be plenty of opportunities unless you take on another band any bands out there need a, a band mom <laughs> the best one no. uh, i don't know anymore i'm retired yeah i'm a retired band mom <laughs> so what is next for annie pie the band mom mm big decisions as to mm-hmm. whether I'm going to stay in my house that I've been in for over 30 years. Right, you know? and it's a big house. Yeah, yeah and really I don't need all that space. And How exciting! Yeah, are you very gonna, exciting. Are, well, um, also the listeners uh, don't know that you have three? Is it three or four? Three or four what? Grandbabies. Oh, I have three. You have three grandbabies all living in Kona. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it comes full circle. It really does. Yeah. Because now they are there where we started from. Yes. So you actually might be going to the place that the band that you took care of yes. <laughs> is from. Yeah, that very is a, well could be. I love these kind of like uh, synchronicities. I love yeah. this kind of stuff so much. And it's one of those things where um, you, you have to pay attention because... You know, the, the whole there are no coincidence kind of things. Mm-hmm. There really isn't. Like, this is, <laughs> is it, like, you can't write this kind of stuff. Right. Well, yeah. you can, but. And what's even more. But it would be, like, uh, nonfiction. Is that where Serena lives now, Serena and her husband and their three kids, mm-hmm. is a couple of blocks up the road from my mom's house. So now my mom and my, and the band mom hang out when you go home <laughs> yes, to Kona. I mean, it is full circle. It's such a beautiful thing. So it is bringing the true sense of the word ohana together. Yes. And we're yes. so happy to have you as our family. And well, I'm very happy for you. Uh, so a couple more questions to, to sure. wrap this up. And these are just going to be some um, little bit of random questions here. Okay. What 
is your favorite word right now? Oh, one of these things, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite on the word. Spot. We used to call this lightning round. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Lightning round. Happy. Oh, beautiful. What has been your favorite pepper show so far? <laughs> I like when there were a couple of times when they played up at... I think it was the Galaxy. Yeah, it was the Galaxy back then. Yeah. I think it's called the Observatory now. In uh, Santa Ana? No, up in San Juan Campastrano. Oh, that was the Coach House. The Coach House. Oh, yeah. Those are some rowdy cowboy shows. Yes. It was nice because there was a lot of people, but yet there wasn't too many people. Now there's so many people, you know, it's it's overwhelming sometimes. I thought I, I thought you were going to say the surf and saddle. You know what? That was that was fun. I, that's one show I never forget, but Okay, Mel, you, you, this is you, you check no, this one I out. Never yeah, you never read the surf and saddle. It's this little bar. It's not there anymore. It's, it's, oh. oh, it's not? Uh-uh. Oh man, it's a little bar. It was um it was uh, in Solana Beach across the PCH from Belly Up. Mm-hmm. And we played there on the stage. The only people there were the bartender, the cocktail waitress, Annie and her friend at a table. <laughs> it was Vera. Annie's yes. plus one. Annie's, I think we paid her this time to come watch us. <laughs> and yeah, so that was that was definitely one of the, the, the better shows. We, we played, it was fun. We played really hard. I love it. Yeah. It was like a practice, you know? <laughs> I love it. All right, so this question, um, my motivation behind this question is when I first came down, it felt like nobody ever swore. No one. (laughs) You boys didn't swear. Yeah, you didn't Um, for a while. you didn't swear. The first time I saw you say a a bad word, your face got so red. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite curse word? Oh, can I say it? No. (laughs) You can say it. By the way, these are the questions you always want to ask your mom. (laughs) Right? And, yeah, and so now that we got you on the mic. Well, I say shit a lot. <laughs> Even you just saying that is really fun. Right? Isn't that fun? It's yeah. like when you hear parents swear for the first time yeah. and you just start cracking up. Yeah. Um, all right, and the final question is, what are you really good at? What am I good at? Mm-hmm. What am I good at? Besides nurturing, taking care of people, being a loving mom, all that stuff, what do you feel you're good at? It's time to toot Annie's horn. Well, right now, you know, and it changes as you grow older. But right now, in a way, it sort of has to do with that. But at work, I am very good at keeping people on key online you know yeah yeah, on track and and they come to me with questions and because i've been there such a long time i like i like being able to help them yeah well i think you help people very well oh my gosh (laughs) it's it's pretty much safe to say that um i i always knew like we would we would blaze our trail (laughs) into into the the music world but you made this so easy and possible for us and uh, I always speak for Brett and Yi when it comes to you and how uh, just amazing that you know we all feel the same way about you you're all amazing yeah (laughs) but you know what I found very amazing is that for as long as you all lived together and played together 
that there were never any big blow-ups. You guys all got along. Y'all sometimes went to your own little corners and did your own <laughs> thing, but you guys all stayed together and all got along. And I just thought that was amazing because it's hard for people to live together and work together and see each other, you know, that mm-hmm. that long. It, it was funny because we actually just um, we were talking to our friend about work and play. And when you just fuse the two together so there's no real dividing line, you know, how, um, how much more fluid, you know, mm-hmm. that is. We were, uh, we were really fortunate all the way through and blessing upon blessing upon blessing. And you're definitely a huge blessing on us. So... Thank you. Thank love you for you. being here. Thank, Thank you. you. Love you. Put love you in the guys. hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <All> shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Melanie. Peace out. I'm Kaleo. Thank you for listening. Aloha. <laughs>